stretch officially just a few more games and the conference tournament weekend will be here this is the unlike any other the umac podcast ymrl ryan mitchell coming at you here on a rather spring-like day here in the month of may ryan is the temperature as beautiful down in the twin cities as it is up here in northwest minnesota it actually feels like baseball weather finally who would have thought Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right. I mean, Mm. we've said it. I don't know how many times the last multiple weeks talking about April showers, April showers, more April showers. But what do April showers bring, Mr. Morell? They finally brought the May flowers. (laughs) There There you go. go. There you go. So here we are. Yeah, no, it actually feels like baseball weather just in time. For the conference tournament, which is coming up here, we still got some games to get to, don't get me wrong, but we're getting excited for that because this is a big past week, Ryan, since we last hopped on the mic. Three teams have clinched their spot in postseason play. I don't think any of it is a surprise. We expected these teams to do so, but they've made it official. And as far as the seeding goes, we had kind of talked about it on our last episode. Does it really matter what the seeds end up being? Has your opinion changed in that since we last talked? I mean, I just feel like it's going to be a great conference tournament regardless of what the seeds end up being. Yeah, I guess I'd say at the very least, Wyatt, it matters as little as it has in a long time. I'm not a great UMAC historian, but I don't know, in the last five, ten years, maybe it's never mattered less than this year. You could maybe make a little bit of an argument. It's an advantage to be the one and to be in a position where you get to play in the more advantageous time slot, I guess. But I'm not going to get into the weeds on how, you know, those games are going to be scheduled out Thursday, Friday, and then into Saturday. Not this coming weekend, but the following. Yeah, it means next to nothing is basically what I'm saying. So I'd agree with you. Fair enough. Let's get to the teams that did, in fact, clinch their spot. So here's here's what the standings look like. Superior and Bethany have kind of separated themselves and are fighting for the number one seed. Uh, one of them will get the one. The other one will get the two. Crown is also clinched as they sit number three right now. Morris is just a game behind them at the number four spot. And then Northland is uh, technically still in the running for that fourth spot as well. Morris more than likely is going to get it. We'll talk about the scenario in which maybe they wouldn't a little bit later on. But that's kind of how the standings sit right now. Superior Ryan looking good as ever, just finding ways to get it done once again. And I don't know. This pitching staff just continues to impress personally. I just really like what I see with this team. And if you match that with their bats as well, are they the favorite still? I'm just going to keep asking that question. Has anything changed? Are they still the team to kind of beat if they play their best? Or is it Bethany? I think those two are definitely the top two. Which one do you give the leg up to as of right now as we get ready for the final week of the regular season? Yeah, lots there. I think uh, you can make an argument for both of them. You could maybe call them the co-favorites if you want to do that. But you talk about the superior pitching, Wyatt, and I don't want to party on their parade because they've clinched a spot and they control their own destiny to the number one seed. If they win out, they will be the number one, and obviously that's going to be tough to do against Crown, and we'll we'll get to that one a little bit later. But the streak ended, Wyatt. I don't know if you remember. It was a long time ago when we talked last week, but they were on a roll – 
of what was it five or six straight games without allowing think, a run i think it was five without going back five. and I'm checking looking. yep but yep. uh yeah no it did it did get set we knew it was gonna happen at some point what was the number you set it at i think it was like three and a half runs for for the series for north central yeah it was like three or five they scored five so north central scored five runs in the three games but Ryan Rodriguez, the supposed UMAC pitcher of the year, Wyatt. Supposed. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe. Like, we'll, we'll get there. Maybe I'm, am I jumping the gun? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying you don't even have to say supposed. I mean, he is going to be the oh, pitcher okay. of the year. I mean, that's that's okay. more or less finalized. I feel like at this point, even though he did uh, give up a couple of runs to North Central, as you were going to say. Y- yeah, when when North Central was down 12 to nothing in the fourth inning in game one of the series... They scored off a rye rod, and it's all over. The streak is dead. He lets up three runs and five innings of work. Unbelievable. I'm that's, sure they were that's very not the, upset. Well, yeah, I was saying, that's not the pitcher I would have expected the streak no? to end on. But, uh, I mean, everybody yeah. everybody has their days, and they're going to give up some runs at some point. I mean, he's human, I guess, is what we're learning. Yeah. He's not a machine, so there you go. Absolutely. And they won all three games in convincing fashion against North Central. But, yeah, back to your question. I'm rambling on about that series. Vikings fans listening to this are saying, when are they going to get to the A topic? Are we what's, chopped liver? What's what's the A topic? Do they even know what happened out in Mankato this past weekend? A huge three-game set. They were publicizing it to the moon, trying to get fans on down to ISG Field. We said this was a great tease for the UMAC Conference Tournament with some buzz in the ballpark. Two teams near the top of the conference, defending champions yep, on yep, the road. Yep. At Bethany, they swept them wide. I don't know if you saw that. The Vikings brought out the brooms, and there was some roller coaster moments in these ball games, especially down the stretch. But they found a way, scoring in double digits every single contest. So, if you want to match it up, Wyatt, as far as consistency throughout this season, a totality exercise against the best, against the not so good opponents in the UMAC, I think you can make a very, very good argument. As we head down the stretch, the best pitching staff in the league, superior when they're on. The best lineup, one to nine in the league, when they're on, playing the best teams, Bethany. Really? You're I think ready you can to make, make an that, argument for that. So you're you're making an argument for it. You're not ready to proclaim it though necessarily. I would at this stage I would proclaim it. Yes. Oh, okay. Why you're not? going to. Oh, well, fair enough. I'm not saying would, you shouldn't. I'm just curious. Would what the you logic say there's is. a better pitching staff or lineup than those well, two I just mentioned? Well, so superior is the best pitching staff. I think we've been on board with that right from the get go, and I think a lot of. The season we had mentioned, you know, Crown probably has the best order when they're on. I wouldn't necessarily disagree. I think Superior is even in the conversation. All three of those top teams, when they hit, they really hit the ball. And Bethany is on a heater right now. Keep in mind, though, took an eight-run bottom of the eighth inning to come back and beat Crown in that second game of that series, which is just remarkable. I can't imagine what the atmosphere was like as they take the lead and storm back and kind of stun Crown there like the, uh, the way they did. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they they were very close to dropping that game. The other two they, games were... They're making were, it dramatic. They knew they what were. they were doing. They well, were waiting I, for the big moment. You're more confident, I guess, than I am on what their game plan was there. But <laughs> they got it done. That's the bottom line. They did get it done. And, yes, they have a great lineup. I wouldn't proclaim it like it's a said, done deal, signed, sealed, delivered kind of thing with their offense being the best. But... As of right now, they're hitting the best and certainly could not have come at a better time. So huge series for them. And uh, yeah, I I guess with them having the best 
lineup and you could argue the second best pitching staff behind Superior, you could say they're the favorites maybe just by Playing that on logic. Their home field. But yeah, yep. exactly. So and, yep. and again, they might get the one they might not. It's going to be in Mankato regardless as you know, we've mentioned if people don't know that, we'll say it again. Uh, that's that's all taking place in Mankato oh, this year. That was predetermined. Oh. I know you know, Ryan. I'm just making sure that our <laughs> listeners who maybe <laughs> didn't catch it are are aware. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see that team continue to hit because it, it's been fun to watch. 64 combined runs in those three games between Bethany and Crown. I, I feel like the over hit there uh, on that. I don't think the number <laughs> was that high. So a uh, remarkable series. And Bethany gets all three. Where do you go at this point if you're crown riding? Kind of a anticlimactic weekend for them because they still clinched a spot by getting swept. I mean, what is this? Is that even right? I, I feel like that's not even that's not the way it should work. I feel like they should have waited until they won another game to proclaim yeah. it. But nonetheless, they're in as well. So where do you go at this point if you're crown? Where do you turn? Yeah, I mean, if you're that coaching staff and your players, I think the message you're saying is, all right, we got those out of the way. Really tough pill to swallow. The only way from here is up, and it's to learn from this to make sure when we're in a spot, as you mentioned, Wyatt, I mean, with what happened in game two of that series where we're in a really good position heading down the stretch to even up the series as they went to the eighth inning. Was it the second game of the series that you were talking about? Unless it's wrong on the UMAC website, but I know the game they won 14-11, to 11, which I believe is the second one. Maybe it's not. It's at the top of yeah, the yeah. UMAC. That's the one they scored eight runs in the eighth inning. Yes, uh, Beth, Bethany did. Yeah, so thank you. I'm sorry, I, I lost my spot. They were up 8-6 to six going into the eighth, so you like that spot, and then obviously you know the wheels come off in that position. You say we're going to learn from that. We're not going to overreact. Yeah, Bethany's good, and we respect them. But it's not like our offense is totally dried up either against a really good pitching staff. We put up eight, 11, and six runs. So, you know, even in that ballgame that we just talked about moments ago where they're up eight to six going into the eighth, they didn't give up. I mean, they put up three in the ninth and tried to make things interesting. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing for how you react to it, Wyatt, is to not overreact and say the only thing Mm. that we're going to gain from this is a learning experience. And next time when we're in that spot, leading by a few runs, going down the stretch, we're going to win because we're going to learn from this experience and it can't possibly happen again. Now, if you're Bethany, you're saying, of course it can. If we get into a pandemonium situation, Mother's Day weekend, at our home ballpark, a bunch of red and black standing up, hooting and hollering, who's to say we're not going to come up with another rally? But we're talking about the rallies for Bethany White. I think only one team who wants to be in Mankato can truly be the Rally Kings. Some call them the Rally Cats. Some call them the Cardiac Cats. We're going to get to them in a moment. But maybe they still have the title of the true rally team, if you will. Uh, I, I mean, I think, you know, that that's up for grabs, Ryan. I don't think it belongs to just okay. one team necessarily. I think Bethany it's has not the trademarked right. Yet. They have okay. the right to that as well, yes. And <laughs> until the season's over, we give them that opportunity. I like how you said we got those games out of the way if you're crown because it's interesting to me. Like you said, they didn't necessarily play bad. It's just, it's been all year with crown. Their demise is their pitching staff. If they don't yeah. get the production from their starters and they're not able to go deep into ball games, they just, 
they don't have a whole lot coming out of the bullpen this year. So pitching is the main concern and question mark still for Crown. That really hasn't changed the entire season, and it let him down in that series against Bethany. So here's an interesting question for you. Since we know who the one and two are going to be, and Crown is pretty much locked into the third seed as well, I mean, there's a chance, I guess, looking at the standings, Morris could jump them. They're actually only a game back, so I apologize. But let's assume Crown gets the number three seed. Who would you rather see if you're the Polars? I'm assuming you're going to say Bethany just so you avoid facing Rodriguez in that 2-3 matchup. Is that what you would say if you're the Polars? Yeah, I mean, we have the sample size to chew on with what we just saw against Bethany. But I, well, they haven't I mean. played did, Superior yet. You, you did and just they're, get they're swept. Here. And you are yeah. going to play Superior still, but... Yep. Rodriguez is the best pitcher. I would assume he would probably, with, with how even it is this year, I feel like you're going to have to throw your best pitcher in the first round or it's going to come back to haunt you in, in this conference yeah. tournament. So Don't let's get just, too tricky. Let's yep. just assume that's the case. Do you want to play Bethany then if you're crown instead of superior? And I know they've they've hit Rodriguez in the past and they play him here this upcoming weekend, but I don't know. I think it's an interesting kind of nugget to chew on. I think you make a compelling argument. Yeah, you could definitely say Bethany because they were still scoring and you hope you find a way to get better pitching. And I think there's some injuries that Crown has been dealing with pretty clearly here throughout the season with their pitching staff. And you hope that you're back at 100%, if not close to 100%. I mean, first off for this weekend and then going into the UMAC tournament. But yeah, I think that's a very compelling argument to say Bethany over Superior. I'd agree. Yeah, I think just avoiding having to face who's going to be the conference pitcher of the year in the first round. Again, he is hittable. North Central scored three off of him, and, I mean, teams have hit him in the past, but uh, he's definitely kind of the guy you want to avoid if you can. So, And like we saw last year, Ryan, for all we know, they'll bring him back in the second game too. I mean, they, they might yeah. bring him out there with no day's rest. I mean, he may just start every game for him. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, anyways, I, I think that's something to keep an eye on as we get closer to the – bracket being finalized so you mentioned the cardiac cats and i guess it's time to get to them unless you have anything else that we have left on the table before we move on but with morris oh i i don't know where to start i guess with them so they they take care of martin luther in a couple games but then they get shut out by the knights ryan how does that happen I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? It doesn't. But hey, shout out to Pitcher of the Year for, or not Pitcher of the Year. You got to do a little bit more than that to get Pitcher of the Year. The shutout was good, but uh, you got to do a little bit more. But uh, I don't want to say his last name wrong, so I'm looking it up right now to hopefully. Riger or Rieger? Yeah, I was going to say. I, I'm I don't gonna, know which one we'd say. Going to yeah. try and better my chances, but let's just say this. Well done, young man. That was. Matt. Yeah. Heck of a – Matt. Yeah, now you meant. Well done, Matt. But uh, heck of a pitching performance to shut down the Cougars. And, you know, that's the highlight of the season, you could argue, right there for Martin Luther. Their first yeah. conference win, and I don't know if it's going to get much better than that for them. I'm sure they were pumped up, and I can't imagine what that was like to beat a team that's more than likely going to the conference tournament this year. So hats off to the Knights on getting that done. But on the flip side, Ryan, as you like to say, the other side of the coin – what, what do you do if you're Morris now? I mean, that's got to be a deflating loss in a lot of ways. You got to kind of pull yourself up, I'm sure, and realize there's still a lot of baseball left this season, guys. We got to find a way to get our bats going again. Yeah, it is a tough one to swallow, Wyatt, because if they win that game, I mean, they have all but clinched. They may have even, I was trying to do they the math, have, they yeah. may have clinched with that win had they been able to get it and secured that number four spot, but they don't, and now things can get, a little bit hairy do you want to talk about the scenario now do you want to wait a little bit to talk well, about the scenario I, I don't even know if i know the scenario necessarily <laughs> so yeah essentially that that loss did open the door for northland what's compelling is 
Northland is going to place, or, or Morris, excuse me, for a three-game series. So assuming they sweep, and then there's another game involved as well, which you can run through, Northland still could get in, which is why Morris technically hasn't clinched yet. Yes. So here's what the deal is. They will play, that being the Minnesota Morris Cougars, tomorrow at home against Bethany. And that's huge because if they lose that game, the door is still open. If they win, it's over. Because if they win, they go up four games on Northland with only three to play. But if they lose, they're only three up. And you're saying, well, how going into the last weekend could Northland still get in? They haven't played Morris yet. So you play them three games, and here's the big deal, Wyatt. Morris can't play from the comfy spot at Chiswick Field. They have to go out into the woods, unfamiliar territory. Northland's waiting for them, and you may say it's improbable. It's probably not likely, but Northland has the Cougars on their own field. I, I and it's was a winning in scenario. Are they? Well, gonna, is they it actually, their actual field? Are they playing or, in Ashland finally? Is it going to happen? You know, we need a field report. So uh, I, I, yeah. this is released and any Lumberjack fans are listening before this weekend series begins, uh, let I'll, us know. I'll UAOUMAC at gmail.com. Because they may be going to their favorite spot, Wyatt. And I'm not. The Woodside Sports Complex <laughs> well, yeah, in Boston, a of, Wisconsin. A lot of games played at the Woodside Sports Complex this year. So familiar territory. I'll say this about the field situation. These, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or say something I'm not supposed to say, but... These two fields are the worst two fields. I think you can make a case in the conference. I'm sorry. It's just the reality of the situation. I would say Morris is a little bit better than Northlands. So, yeah, it, it is tough that they have to go on the road one way or another. And, yeah, I, hey, look, everything's on the table for Northland now. So, uh, hats off to them, by the way, for their performances uh, recently outside of, uh, you know, one one game. to Well, so this is interesting. How come their one game against Martin Luther counted as a conference game, but the other one says it's not on the UMAC website? Because then Martin so, Luther would have two conference ones. <laughs> correct me correct me if I'm wrong here, Ryan. So I was trying to figure that out earlier as well. They've played against each other, I'm confirming now here, five times this season. So, so a couple I have of them. Yeah, I have it that their first two conference games against each other took place on April the 10th. Okay. So so the second one, yeah, that they played against them on Tuesday of this week huh. couldn't have been conference. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, I, I was going to say then they really left the door open as well, but obviously that's not the case. Um, that, that loss that Morris had really did leave the door open. So essentially the scenario that you were explaining is – if Bethany beats Morris, which is very likely could happen, knowing that Bethany yep. is still trying very to get plausible. the one, and, and they're yep. obviously going to be trying, and then Northland, it's it's basically they control their own destiny at that point. Yeah, winning in. Yeah. in. In three games, I mean, not one game, but, and, you know, win your series and you're in. Sweep and them. they did just beat Northwestern a couple of times, spoiled the, the you know, Heeb day for the Eagles head coach Dave Heeb, who's retiring at the end of the year, so... So Northland team's capable of winning some games. That could be a really, really interesting series. You were telling me there's not going to be any drama. Or you were worried there wasn't going to be any <laughs> drama going into the final weekend. We very well, and again, a lot has to happen to get to this point, but we could still have a win and in situation for both teams on the final game of conference play in the regular season. Late Saturday afternoon in Ashland, Wisconsin. I'm saying it's going to be there, Wyatt. I know the field isn't great. 
But what I, did we open this conversation with? Spring has sprung. If your well, field's not ready by this point, what are we doing? I mean, I, it could not be ready. But. I heard a report, <laughs> and maybe I'll explain off the mic how I heard this, but over in Oshkosh, Wisconsin today, they got like two inches of snow, apparently. So oh, and I know that's a, that's a lot farther <laughs> away. Like, that's a long ways across in Wisconsin, but still... You know, you never know what the weather is, I guess, in Ashland. The, the radar is so, working west, though, so it, it may hit Ashland. I, I don't know. If it's, <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? I, I guess I don't know. But uh, don't hopefully know. they're able to get the games in in Ashland. Nonetheless, they'll find a way to play them. I, I mean, you got to get them in before the conference tournament begins. So one way or another, these games will go down and uh, could be very, very meaningful uh, for both of these teams and their chances. So I'm excited. Can you imagine what you just said, Wyatt? If it gets to late Saturday afternoon and the Lumberjacks win the first two and how much pressure is on Morris in that third game where they may be coming yeah. in and saying, we're going to wrap this up, we're going to be able to maybe rest a few guys if we want to and just relax for the rest of that weekend. Can you imagine if they lose two tight games and it all comes down to one game for the final spot in the UMAC Conference Tournament? It'd be This incredible. is May. This As we, our guy we, would say. Well, we sleep in May, <laughs> but not us. He sleeps in May. Did, we don't. Did you see his, did you see his graphic oh, yeah, two days I ago? Saw, I saw it. He does it, does it every year. John John Rothstein's <laughs> going to sleep, everybody. Basketball hoop season's over. I'm happy legend. for him. I'm happy for him. He, he gets a chance. He deserves to, a nap. Yep. He does, absolutely. But anyways, as long as we're on the topic of basketball, you've seen the 30 for 30 survive in advance, obviously, with Jim Balvano and that run for yeah. NC State. You yeah. know, there's a line in that 30 for 30. It's Wittenberg, the guard, and they're interviewing him about their foul strategy at the end of the game. And he says, well, once the first guy misses, it's even harder for the next guy to make his free throws. And that's kind of true here in this sense where Morris had a chance to just beat Martin Luther, Ryan, and they could have been in. Now they have to play Bethany. They lose that one. Well, they still just need one more win. But every time you have a chance to close it out and clinch and you don't do yep. it, Ryan, it gets harder and harder and there's more pressure that starts to build. So if we got to that spot, there's no question that the players and the coaches would be feeling it a little bit for the Cougars, I would imagine. It's more mental than anything. Absolutely. I mean, each and every time that happens, it's much less physical. I mean, they definitely have the capacity and capability to do it, but... We've been talking about him throughout this year and kind of some surprises early in the season and, you know, cardiac cats in a good way. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the cardiac cats and they're saying, what are you doing to the Detroit Lions draft strategy this last week? Oh, my goodness. But anyway, well, well. this is cardiac cats in a good sense with what they've done throughout the season. But if they have all those moments and it doesn't end in a UMAC tournament, I mean, that's just tough. And Morris fans listening to this, players, coaches, whoever may be stumbling upon this, they're saying – would you just stop it? We're going to get in. We're going to find a way to get it done. Okay, here's our advice to you. Do it on Friday. Yeah. Do not go to sleep on Friday night and have to wake up Saturday morning with that weight. You're going to be getting out of bed sore. You're going to have this lingering you could, weight on your shoulders, this well, pain. If if you could actually do it Thursday, that'd be even better. But, I mean, not True. that that's a Thank guaranteed you. loss. Yep. I mean, Ryan's yep. kind of making it's it not. sound like it is. It's not. No, it's not. You're totally right. <laughs> yep, they could get it done on Thursday. But just don't, period, don't let it get to Saturday is what I'm saying, if, if you're Morris. Even if you can't find a way to beat Bethany, you got to go in and do everything you can to get that game on Friday because, do man, you, oh, man, is it going to be tough on Saturday then. Do you not, not, not saying they're not going to try and play to win against Bethany, but do you manage your pitching staff so it's full go yes. against Northland yes. and you just kind of say yep. whatever with the Bethany game? You only got so many bullets in the holster. 
you don't take out really any of them on Thursday. You got to keep those live and ready to fire on Friday. I think you have to, right? I would agree. I I hate to look at it that way as as a coach, I'm sure, and and you would never say you're doing that, but you're going to manage it a little bit differently knowing you just got to win one and you want to give yourself the best chance to do it against an opponent you probably have a better chance to beat. So I would imagine that's what they do. We'll wait and see, I guess, how that plays out. But yeah, uh, they, they've left the door open for some drama at the end of the season, which we love. We didn't know if we would get it. We might have an opportunity to get some of that now. We'll get into our predictions here in a little bit. One other thing we need to talk about before we get to that, though, uh, it's Northwestern, Ryan, one last time. We're not really going to talk about it much moving forward. Uh, they've They've been eliminated, which I'm not even sure. Had they, they took one of two or one of three against Northland, correct? Yes, they only won so, one game. Correct. So yep. even if they would have won two, let's say, and and it's flipped a little bit, since Northland played Morris, I'm not sure that would have even been enough. I think they would have had to have swept Northland to even give themselves a chance going into this final weekend. So did not work out. There's there's literally no way they can get in at this point. So they're eliminated. And I guess are they the crown men's basketball team essentially on the diamond mm. this year, where it was just a lot of excitement you knew they could have a special year again I mean they're the defending regular season champions two years in a row and they just kind of for whatever reason never put it together is that a fair comparison in a lot of ways I think it is and you know we do have some people who have been listening to us ever since you know early winter when we were talking basketball and now into the spring here with baseball and if you want to even take it a step further Wyatt you got a star player on each team who's been out for some really critical games I mean you know Cade Carroll was back for the stretch run for crown and missed some time earlier on, but for Northwestern, it's kind of the flip with Bryce Crabb and some games that you really had to have the last couple of weeks where he was unavailable. And, you know, your hopes may have been slim even at that point and trying to get into the postseason picture. But yeah, with the team who was right up at the top near the top last season and had a lot of success and there's a lot of expectations coming into this year and just not coming together. I think it is a good comparison. I won't go too much deeper on all the tentacles of that. But, yeah, I mean, final thoughts on Northwestern. It's unfortunate. Um, You still had some talent on this team, absolutely. But at the same time, as we've talked about throughout this season, pitching. I mean, after the starter exits the game, it's just a huge question of what you're going to get from there and how much they needed from their starters wide, even in the games that they were able to win this season, how dynamite their starting pitching had to be. I mean, look no further than the series against Crown and the two wins that they had against them were Aaron, I mean, probably pitches his best game of the season and goes almost the distance, and then Bryce does go the distance in the following game and shuts down that lineup. I mean, they needed stuff like that out of their starters. Otherwise, it's just tough to score. I mean, look no further to what happened this past weekend against Northland. Give their pitching staff credit. Don't get me wrong but you just look at what's happened the last multiple years and Eagle offenses were able to do a lot more and uh, it just hasn't happened this season. So uh, yeah, transitional time. We'll talk about that next year, obviously, but interesting for them this year, taking a bit of a step down. I think everyone would agree with that. Even Eagle supporters, players, coaches, and now you got a new head man and we don't know who that's going to be yet. We'll wait and see, but uh, we'll be interesting looking into next year for Northwestern. Yeah, like you said, we don't know for sure who that'll be, but there will be a lot of regrouping that needs to be done. And, you know, they just got to face the reality of what happened this year and move on and understand they need to be better and there's there's work to be done. So uh, hopefully they can hit the ground running and be right back in the picture next year. Obviously, 
Quite the legacy that uh, Dave Heave leaves, though, at Northwestern for all the years. And he's still staying on staff. He's just not coaching uh, anymore as he wraps that up. And, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot, lot that could be said about him and all the wins that he's racked up and the, the conference title a couple years ago and just what he's done. So uh, certainly going to be missed and kind of a new era of Northwestern baseball that's going to be coming up soon. So, Anyways, that uh, kind of puts a wrap on them for the season. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much for the most part the takeaways I have from the games that we haven't uh, or, or haven't talked about since last getting on the mic. Anything else before we get into predictions that you want to make sure we mention here? No, I think we covered it. Again, you gave a shout out to Martin Luther. I mean, they were happy. It was the last game of the weekend, wide. I'll just say that. Because if that happened... In the first game Saturday, I mean, they were going to have to ask the umpires, like, can we push this game back a few hours? I mean, we want to soak this one in in the locker room a little bit longer. They wanted to save it for the final game. Let's just put it that way. I got to go back through the Gmail here quick and see if we have that email from uh, Mr. Fromm. Last last year's celebration, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because I'm sure, has it changed? I mean, they probably celebrate the same way, huh? It had to be the same exact thing. Yeah, he gave us a detailed explanation. So, Michael, if you're listening or any other night player supporter coach who's aware of the situation how did y'all celebrate your first conference win of the season in a dynamite performance by matt riger rieger i hope rieger, I'm yeah that i was just it's, it's one of the two but uh anyway how, how'd you celebrate his big performance did you guys dump him with water and give him a gatorade but i mean what what'd you do to celebrate a, a big win over morris for your first conference win this season let us know umac at gmail.com I, I gotta read this one off i'm sure it's okay because he sent it to us but last year after winning a game uh he had mentioned well he went through like there's there's six bullet points i'm not gonna read them all but he did say uh, I got the pleasure of saying we won a game to our friends and professors around the campus. <laughs> that is awesome. That's that's awesome. So, and he likes quick trip. So, uh, that's how he celebrates. Oh, but anyways, okay. some uh, blazers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's actually what he said. I don't know if you're looking at it like what I else? am right now or not. No, but I'm not. What else would you get at quick trip? I mean, I, you're right. I got. I hear you. But it's just funny that you said that because that's literally what it says. But anyways, congrats to the Knights. Well-deserved, and obviously it's fun when they have success. It's good to see that, and a good bunch of group of guys, and so uh, good good for them. And they'll get Northwestern to end the season now, which, by the way, we got to predict these games now in the final series of the regular season. So there? let's start there, and you know, kind of two different teams coming into this game. Martin Luther just got their first win. They're feeling good about themselves. Northwestern did not expect to be in this spot at the end of the season. Uh, does that play into this at all, Ryan, for you on how you're going to pick these games? How do you see these going out? And keep in mind, these are going to be played uh, in New Ulm as of right now, which I don't anticipate that'll change, but just a note on that. It's definitely interesting, Wyatt. It's compelling. I mean, can they find a way to get number two, I guess? That's the big question. I feel like it's definitely possible. Playing a team where, yeah, with the way it's gone for Northwestern, you never know. Wait, and we talked about this a second ago, like you mentioned, but this is confusing, and I, I don't even know if the websites are correct. I mean, Tuesday of this week, they won a game against Morris. Morris, well, I'm sorry, uh, Northland. But if, if yeah. it wasn't a conference but game? It, but it wasn't. That's what we okay. had talked about earlier. Remember, even though the, the Northland you. website, yeah, the, I'm just so confused because each website says something. The Northland website I'm looking well, at right now says the, the first, okay, now I got it. 
Uh, now I got it. This the second game be, that Martin Luther won was not a conference game. Now this, I'm. This would back not be the first time the UMAC website has let us down, though, Ryan. So I, I'm looking at the team websites you, so. though, and I was even confused. And but I was good, reading though. it incorrectly. We're yes. good. We're good now. So yes. Okay. Just okay. On. All right. They won a game, but it wasn't a conference game against Northland. So they still are looking for their second official conference win. That being said, going into this weekend series against Northwestern, I think they get their second. They don't get their third. But they win one game this weekend at home, senior day moment, emotional at MLC Baseball Field out in New Ulm. And uh, that's how the season ends. Northwestern wins the series. Last ever series coached by the head man, Dave Heeb, leading the Northwestern program. They don't get the sweep, but they take two out of three, and Martin Luther gets one more celebration. Take the Eagles to sweep. I don't really have any logic behind it. I'll just be honest with you. I just am going to be different than you in this spot. I, That's fair. Uh, and here's the deal. And again, nothing against either of these teams, but with the other, you know, implications this weekend, I just don't have any interest in these three games. Quite honestly, wow. it's just kind of the way it is. Tell me what you really think, Wyatt. I did, and and I'm not <laughs> I'm not apologizing for it. That's that's where I'm at. I just it, it doesn't deserve the attention the other ones do. So. North Northwestern will get the sweep though, and on a good note with uh, Coach Dave Heeb and just kind of his going out party, if you will. And uh, there you go. So that's that's how I see that going. But now to some of the other series, and let's let's talk about Bethany North Central. I guess first off, does Bethany beat Morris on Thursday? I say they do. I know we already predicted this, but since it does or could have implications on the Morris Northland series, are we both saying Bethany does take care of Morris on Thursday? Yes, and I think a factor could be what you mentioned earlier, Wyatt, a good note, Morris may save some of their better pitching for the weekend. So if that's part of it as well, especially, I'll take Bethany. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take Bethany in that one because if Bethany wins, they're 15-3 and three and Superior's 15-3 and three as well going into the final weekend. So it's almost, you would imagine... Well, I'm trying to remember who who won that series between Bethany. Superior and owns the tiebreaker. Yeah, they so, could, so took two out of three. Yep, it's essentially a must win. Then you would say for for Bethany in, in a lot of ways. So I, I'll take the Vikings in that one as well. And now to the Bethany series against North Central, very good chance. I mean, with the way the schedule aligned, they could sweep here, and that would mean Superior would need to come away with the sweep against Crown, or else the Vikings really are going to be the host team for the conference tournament. I think Bethany is going to sweep North Central. Their bats are rolling. Like we've said, they could be the best hitting team in this conference. Still got good arms and enough there with the pitching staff. They're on their home turf. Good little warm-up for them, if you will, before the conference tournament comes there a week later. So give me the Vikings in a sweep to put some pressure on Superior. Couldn't have said it better myself. Totally agree. And just one quick side note, and this is way out of left field, and I know this is random. It just hit me, Wyatt. Just oh hit me. I don't know how it did, but oh I was boy. looking back on some uh, stuff from this fall for uh, other stuff that I do with, with Northwestern Athletics. But there's a player for Bethany Lutheran on the baseball team who also plays a fall sport. And, Wyatt, if you're aware of Bethany, they're not able to go on the gridiron. So do you know what sport I'm alluding to? Or, or do you want to take a wild guess for which which player – well, you maybe don't know the player, but how about the sport? A dual yeah, sport athlete. And he's so- really good in this sport, too. Soccer, probably, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how I haven't connected the dots once this whole time. I've, I've viewed it as like two different people somehow, but I confirmed. Liam Peterson is, is a great defender for Bethany on the back line for their soccer team. Really physical, tough to get by. And he's obviously 
on their baseball team as well, as we've seen throughout this spring. And I, I literally haven't connected the dots over the last multiple years. He's a senior, and it finally hit me. So I just had the to share that know. with you. I had the to get that off know. my chest. I don't well, know how many soccer players there are in these guys that we're talking about for UMAC baseball. So I wanted to point it out. I know you're not a huge soccer guy, but just no, respect. I, I, Great you know, dual sport athlete. Nothing against soccer, but yeah, I, I, the, the gridiron, you said it yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where my attention is in yeah. the fall. So yeah. anyway, so we're both taking Bethany for the sweep against North Central, and that means there's pressure on Superior. Before we get to that Morris-Northland series with the most drama, let's talk about the Superior-Crown series. So if that is the case, this means Superior has to sweep Crown in order to get the one. And Pressure's on. There's Feel there's the there's a lot on the line for Crown too, as far as where they could potentially position themselves. Because uh, and again, depending on how the Morris Northland series goes, but if Crown gets swept or even loses this series, they're vulnerable to dropping to the four spot. So there is, you know, a sense of urgency and need to compete for both of these teams in this matchup. I'll let you predict it first. How do you see this going? It's a rematch of the conference title a year ago. We had to wait all season to get to this point but we finally did and we finally get to see the rematch that everybody wants how's it going to play out now that it's finally here games in superior by the way we've said it before i'll say it again i think the umac schedule makers knew what they were doing wide at the start of the season it's messed up it's messed up <laughs> well correct me if i'm wrong i think we had almost across the board at least i know halfway across the board these same matchups to close the regular season last year. I know Northwestern hosted Martin Luther, and I know that Crown hosted Superior. So I know those two are happening again this year, except at the other location, and I'd have to check again on Morris versus North Central and then Bethany versus, or no, Morris versus Northland and North Central versus Bethany, but it's kind of lined up the same way, basically, is what I'm saying. And why you mentioned Crown obviously has a ton to play for. They could fall back. If they sweep Wisconsin Superior, though, they have the tiebreaker over them. They'd both mm. be 15 and 6, oh. and they have a top two seed. Incredible. I mean, so much is at stake for Crown. And we, you know, talked a little bit ago about, okay, how much weight does the seeding carry and whatnot? And maybe it matters as little as it has in a long time. That's true. But, you know, if you are the higher seed in that first game, you do get home at-bats or what, whatever you want to call it, last ups, yep. whatever yep. terminology you want to use. So it's it's not meaningless this could swing a bunch of different directions i do think it means something that it's not at missile park they can't hit the red button for the launch sequence it's a little more difficult to do that at nbc sports spartan complex not nbc sports that's totally wrong nbc spartan sports complex sorry i had to spit that out so long story short i'm going to take the jackets to win two out of three i think crown gets one game but Superior finds themselves in a spot where potentially they could drop to the two because they don't come up with the sweep with what we just said moments ago. If Bethany wins four games this week, as you and I both predicted, they're the one. And Superior's the two because they don't get the sweep. I'll, I'll yeah, I mean, I'll echo a lot of what you just said. I think Superior's going to win two out of three, meaning they're going to get the two. And, you know, I I'll put it this way. I think this will be a rematch a week later in the 2-3 matchup. I, I think that's the way it's going to line up. So I will take Superior to win this series, and then we're going to see these two teams a week later in Mankato in that 2-3 in the opening round, and it's going to be electric. I don't know 
what game Crown will win. I would say it's probably a safe bet they won't get that first one if Rodriguez pitches that one. Crown's just going to have to find a way to produce against that bullpen. Knowing they just got swept by Bethany, they very easily could get swept in this game. I think it's more likely Crown gets swept in this series rather than winning the series two out of three. And I think Superior will take two out of three, if that makes sense. So Superior takes two, two out of three, but it's more likely they were to sweep than it is crowned to win the series. So it's not going to not going to surprise me if Superior does get a sweep here, but I'll say they get two. And we're expecting probably crown saves AVS for Saturday if they're assuming that Ryrod pitches Friday, right? I mean, you don't want to go uh, well, ace on ace, so, right? So don't here, fire that well, bullet. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. That's not your logic in the conference tournament, obviously, for different reasons. So why not give us a preview of it right yeah. here? And, and you know what I mean? But, what, what's but do the they difference? really care about giving the fans what they want? I mean, does Coach Repkin and his staff really care at all about what UMAC fans have to say? I don't think they care. I mean, there I know there's some people from Crown that <laughs> listen to this podcast, so maybe they'll change their mind after listening to us. Who knows? Hey, hey, guys, if you want to throw us a bone, we want to see a little preview just so we can better analyze the matchup to come next week. Give us AVS versus Ryrod, all right? Both sides. Make it happen. Absolutely. We'll see. I, Is that going to work? We put it out there, Wyatt. We put it not, out there. We're not the only ones that want to see this either. <laughs> just We're speaking for the yeah. people. But uh, Yeah. Yep. Anyways, yeah, no, that all sounds good. And then it leads us to the series with the most drama. Look at you. You were saying how we weren't going to have anything to talk about and it wasn't going to be exciting. And look at all the storylines and talking points for the final weekend I'm of the regular season. Yeah, hey, it's 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 a good thing that we're sitting here with a lot to chew on. And this is going to be, assuming Morris loses to Bethany on Thursday, the most compelling series of the weekend. Northland needing to sweep. To get into the conference tournament, Morris needing just one game. And it's in Northland, assuming as of now in Ashland, which we talked about earlier. Both teams should have their full pitching staff rotations, to our knowledge, ready to go, locked and loaded. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? You go ahead. All right. I think Northland possesses the skill set and the team to... Get a sweep, possibly. It oh. could happen. It would not be the oh. most far. Ryan, 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 let me go. Let me go, all right? <laughs> it's We're not quite there yet. I'm building up to it, but it's not coming that quickly. You got to let me get into my thing here. They could do it. We saw that with their wins against Northwestern. They've had some other impressive wins throughout the year. They can win in a high-scoring game. They can win in a low-scoring game. So there's a lot to like with this Lumberjack team, and, and they're playing for their season, so they are definitely going to be ready to go. They have a little bit more desperation than Morris does, which I think works in their favor. On the flip side, Morris is kind of trending the wrong direction. We mentioned that loss to Martin Luther. We're assuming in this scenario they lose to Bethany on Thursday as well. Sometimes that's tough to kind of pick yourself up from that, dust the dirt off your baseball pants, and get ready to go. It's going to be a very compelling series. I think all three of these games are going to be close. I'll even give you game-by-game game prediction. Mm, Northland's, like taking, Northland's taking that first game on Ooh. Friday. And it's then gonna get it gets interesting. A little bit interesting on Saturday. But then Morris gets game number two. There will not be that suspense and drama for that third game, the final game of the regular season. Northland wins that one still to finish things off. They get two out of three, but they fall short of reaching the conference tournament. Morris gets in. They're the four seed. And the Cardiac Cats are going to Mankato. That's how I see it going. At least we got some drama, though. Final day of the regular be, season. There will be some on that final day. Absolutely. I'm saying there's not going to be drama. Oh. 
You know I like drama. I'm always pulling for drama. I think Morris saves their best arm for the matchup against Northland Friday on the road. I think they lose to Bethany like we already stated. And then the senior right-hander out of Apple Valley, Minnesota, the Irish product out of Rosemount High School, Brian Vanio, shuts the door. He's been dialed in his last two times out. Got to see him in person a few weeks ago. I think he's too much for the Jacks' offense to handle. Morris does enough offensively. They win the game Friday. They have a little bit of a celebration, and then, honestly, it doesn't matter much what happens Saturday. I'll say then they get one game on Saturday, just trying to get some mojo into the conference tournament. But if you win on Friday, it doesn't mean a whole lot on Saturday. I mean, you know, we can argue back and forth about how managers and coaching staff should handle that position for what you want to do before a conference tournament when your spot's already sealed and you're locked in. But I'll say they take two out of three, but they wrap it up on Friday. Fair enough. I I could see that series going any direction. Morris could sweep. Northland could sweep. I mean, that's that's what makes it exciting. It could be pandemonium. There's chaos involved with it. So, we're what, on- one one quick question for you before we move on. If the scenario happens where Northland does sweep Minnesota Morris, and they have this improbable close to the season to somehow get in and sweep the team right in front of you on your home field to finish out the regular season, to continue your season. Does that warrant for a dog pile? I know we talked about that earlier this season, when you can actually do that. Does that circumstance for Northland warrant a serious celebration at the end of the weekend? A dog pile, no. Serious celebration, yes. You can define... Okay, so just don't pile on each other. You can define the parameters for what's (laughs) over the line and what's not, but... If you're not winning the conference in the regular season or in the tournament, there shouldn't be a dog pile unless there's a perfect okay. game. That'd be the ideal situation. They perfect game or no hit them <laughs> and then get in. And then it's like, who you know, you can do it all in one and nobody can say anything. So gloves in the air, hats in the air, whole nine yards then. Anything. Save the baseball. Absolutely. Stick it yep. in your back pocket. <laughs> there you go. No, very good. I mean, you say move on. I don't really have anything else uh, unless you do. I mean... We were efficient. You're steering the ship. It's never a good thing when I'm when I'm in control. No, it's a great uh, thing. You had a plan and uh, you've executed it at a high level. So, well, yeah, fun fun final week that we're looking forward to. Soak it in, Wyatt. This is going to be all done real soon, and we're going to have to uh, turn our eyes to Emilio Pagan pitching on the south side against the White Sox for the rest of the year. So, is this the first (laughs) time he's been back since he gave up basically like seven runs in an inning? At Boston, do you know the game I'm talking about? Yeah, well, you referenced it. Was that last week on our pod or the week? Before? I feel like that was. Yeah, it's. It seems two like it's ago. been like two weeks, and it's like I forgot we had him still because he hasn't pitched <laughs> since, and now we're going back to him Wyatt, again. We can't so. quit him. How many chances did we had last year to option him to AAA or just straight up release him, and we didn't do it? So we're not going to quit him at this point. Come on, it's only May. I, we can't quit him yet. Yeah, well, you know my thoughts on the Twins bullpen and Pagan and Rocco and where we're at with that. So, not worth it's football season. out. Yeah, not worth we don't care out. about Major League Baseball. It's, it is, it's it UMAC is baseball and professional football season. It is not yeah. football season. Don't give me well, that. Well, the draft just, just the happened. draft happened. How about your, your Philadelphia Bulldogs? I mean, your uh, Georgia Eagles. I mean, sorry. You know what I mean. How about it? you got to be a proud Bulldog fan. I am. And I don't like the Eagles, which is the tough part. And I told you, I'm probably going to have to cheer for them now, watching all the Georgia guys go there. But If you eliminate their fan base, I don't think they're that, you know, 
Oh, unlikable. Sirianni kind of rubs me the wrong way every once in a while, yeah, too. he gets a bad rap. He, he does. You, you he get does. down to the core, there's some good stuff there. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's it's a lot to dive into, so we're not going to even get started <laughs> down that path. Hey, here's the deal. You just mentioned I had a plan. I've steered the ship. Everything's great. Guess yeah. what? They had a plan with the Titanic, too, and everything was going great until it wasn't. So we're not done problem yet tonight. problem is I got we too gotta, close to the captain, and I distracted we, you. That's the problem. We got to wrap it up is what I'm saying before we hit the iceberg. But, uh, no, happy to be doing this again. It's amazing that it's already May. I mean, we're almost two full years in the books with this. Excited for what's to come this upcoming week. Uh, I guess if Northland does get the sweep, is that warrant, uh, and they make it, does that warrant an emergency pod? Stay tuned. That's what Stay I'll say tuned. to people. Stay tuned. You got to keep we'll, them guessing, Wyatt. Come that's on. true. That's true. And we'll do the, uh, I mean, I guess we're having a live production meeting on the air right now, but uh, instant reactions, is that a plan still yeah. in place for the, you know, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but as long as you're good with it. I, I'm absolutely good with it. I'm going to be wall to wall. That's all I'm going to be doing for those few days. So I'll be on the road in Mankato, but I'll have my mic with me and uh, we'll hope the connection works. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll set up somewhere and we'll, we'll make it work uh, Thursday and Friday night for sure. Very good. No, looking forward to it. Much, much more content to come. Excited for that. Hope everybody enjoyed listening to this episode as well and uh, if you have anything for us uao the umac at gmail.com is our email also unlike any other the umac on twitter and i love interacting with you our following's getting a little bit bigger ryan on twitter i noticed so that's that's good to see and hopefully uh, you're spreading the word out there to all the listeners and everything and they're uh, enjoying it so we love to see that and uh we're excited for what's to come and what's to happen and what's going to be a crazy crazy conference tournament so until next time this is the unlike any other the UMAC podcast.